Research into the long-term economic effects of school closures and remote learning during the pandemic lockdowns shows significant financial losses for students in future years. Here with more, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Daniela Viana Costa is an economist with the Penn Wharton Budget Model at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Viana Costa, you recently were involved in an analysis of the long-term economic effects of school closures during the pandemic. Tell us some of the major findings of your analysis. The major finding is that school closures have a gigantic impact in future generations of kids. And that means it gets translated into their future labor incomes, that is, their wages in the future. So basically, they won't be getting the same kind of training as regular cohorts. And that will be shown once they hit the labor market. In an aggregate perspective, that can translate into a 3.6% decrease in 2050. So how would that sort of loss in gross domestic product affect the average American in 2050? Depending on what kind of group you are, you might experience a decrease in your wages of roughly 8 to 11%. And because of this macroeconomic impact, the dynamic effect in the entire economy, that decreases wages, but also interest rates. So if you have savings that will impact how they pile up, so your entire wealth is likely to be decreased somewhat in between 11 and 15%. I think this news may be a bit surprising to many people because they think that higher education is often the key to higher incomes and simply losing a year earlier, say primary education, wouldn't make so much of a difference. Can you explain how remote learning can result in such a dramatic change in future GDP? Yes, absolutely. I understand why people are more focused on higher education, but actually all the latest results in the literature show that early education is actually the base for pretty much everything in the future and is the most important one. Meaning that if you lose one year in your primary school, that is the year that's going to have the most impact later on in your life. So we have two groups, for instance, We evaluate what happens to both primary and secondary students. And even though the primary students actually face more in-person schooling during the pandemic, they are hurt the most because that's where the bigger returns to education are. So you would say that perhaps losing a year of second grade would be more devastating to future earning prospects than losing, say, the junior year of high school. Yes, but that has to do with the fact that the school closure is correlated with the student's background. Disadvantaged students face higher degrees of school closure than students that come from a not disadvantaged background because they are not exposed to in-person schooling in the same amount, then they are hurt the most. And basically we use research that compares how the virtual experience, you know, virtual schooling can be a replacement for in-person schooling. And unfortunately, nowadays, it's still not a perfect substitute. It lacks a lot in some respects. Do you see any likelihood that schools will somehow find a way to catch up these students, or will they just move forward from here and it is what it is? 
there are a lot of talks, especially in the policymaking circles, about a way to mitigate those losses. And governments in some states have already initiated some kind of programs that would cover, for instance, an extra month in the school year during the summer, or have additional hours in the end of the day to cover, you know, like the fact that they were not able to have the entire year in person. Some combination of that or other types of programs, literacy programs. The problem is that right now, it's not a very concentrated effort into one single front. So each state is kind of deciding on the go what to do and it's difficult to evaluate what is the aggregate so many distinct policies. Dr. Daniela Viana Costa from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you very much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.